and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Mike is turned on. Woo. Test, test. A, B, C, D, F, G. I think it's working fine. H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. Okay, let's go. Q. All right, honey. All right, It's working. Oh, my God. Never mind. No, it's good. I love your voice. What are we talking about today? I don't know, but before we start, I need to get out of this funk. I'm in a funk. I think I overdosed on news more so than usual. And I've broken out in a rash. I couldn't, once again, couldn't sleep at this time because of the rash. I don't know. I feel kind of blue. Well, I got to say, America feels like it's in a pressure cooker right now. Yeah, and also I was watching what was happening around the world. And I don't know, man. I, it's hard to like be chipper right now. I do have a nugget of wisdom for today. Good morning, first of all. Oh my God. Good morning. Good morning. Good evening. Good day. Salutations. Depends on what part of the world, what time of the day you're listening. Hi, friends. Hello. Y'all are going to have to help me out today a little bit. My energy is a little bit askew. Welcome to our friendly world. Can you stop messing with the mic? Sorry. Today, our topic is mentors. Mentors. But first, I want to talk about my nugget of wisdom for the day again brought to you by a fellow friend from santa monica the santa monica days i think we were about to go on another outing you and i when we were we were more than friends at this point Hmm. remember we were just friends but i found myself going and finding special outfits for every platonic (laughs) outing we went to and I wasn't even consciously aware of it, but mm-hmm. everyone in the neighborhood was because... Everyone. Seriously. Because everyone was like... Everyone was constantly coming up to me and saying, what's happening with you, Vaughn? Well, didn't they used to call you like a nun? No, that was one friend, Drago. <laughs> Drago would say I dressed like Mother Teresa. <laughs> because I wore, you know, those cute like pencil skirts and... I went to jobs with a full-on suit and he said I was buttoned up way too much. And when we started becoming friends, I had cleavage showing and I don't know, just, I don't know what happened. But. Well, well, to be fair, we did meet in Aikido and in Aikido you wear a gi. Well, a gi is technically samurai underwear. So you kind of practice martial arts in your underwear to begin with. I was in my martial arts negligee. <laughs> yeah. And remember that day my navel ring fell out <laughs> and Sensei Chicken Legs was like, what is this? He found it on oh, the mat. Oh, nice. I'm like, oh my God, that's mine. <laughs> I still remember when I found out you had the navel ring. I was like, oh yeah, no, she's way too intense for me. Um, so anyway, uh, so I was in the neighborhood and I wanted to buy a cute top. Of course, struggling financially, I went into one of the cute dress shops in the neighborhood and I told you guys that we were all friends, all the shopkeepers, all the neighbors, everyone. Those friends without homes on the sidewalk, we we all knew each other, we were all friendly, we all had conversations daily. We saw each other daily, we knew what was up. So I go in and I find a cute top And I think it was $15, something like that. And I was standing there agonizing over it because I couldn't afford to spend money. Right. I didn't have really necessarily $15. I had the credit card, but everything was so tight. Right. And my friend, the shop owner was like, Fawn, what is your problem? I'm like, well, I'm just, you know, I told him it was money and everything. He's like, I can't believe you're standing here for so long agonizing over some cheap top. And he just looked at me and I'm just still standing there kind of frozen like I don't know what to do. 
and it wasn't necessarily the top I was thinking about. I was kind of stuck in motion in, in my life. Like, what am I going to do? This is ridiculous. I'm reaching a certain age and oh my God, I'm still not successful financially. It was hard. I was just stuck. He looked at me and all this conversation is really centered around the top, but it was deeper than that. He knew it was deeper than that. I knew it was deeper than that. He pulled out the quote, fun, live by faith, not by sight. And because I was in the state I was in, I was extra incoherent and <laughs> not <laughs> able- Extra. Extra. And also not able to fully hear and comprehend what a friend was telling me because I was in in turmoil. And I'm like, what do you what does that even mean? And he said, live by faith, not by sight. He kept repeating it. I'm like, well, you're going to have to explain that for me for real. Yeah, because repeating stuff never really works, does it? Wait, wait, let me let me go at it louder so maybe you'll get it then. Yeah, he wasn't like that, though. <laughs> While he was telling me this, mm-hmm. he was, I felt like there was a, like, telepathically he was sending me love and information about it. But I said, look, you have to break it down for me, please. I don't understand what you're telling me right now. He explained that you may not see it in front of you, but you have to have faith. There are times where you just have to believe and not look to your present circumstances as the end all be all. And he said some amazing things during that time. And I don't remember the exact words, but I remember everything in my heart. I remember the vibration of it. And I remember what he was trying to truly tell me. And I got that. And I have held that the whole time. Live by faith, not by sight. And that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. That is the nugget of wisdom. Things may be awry around you. And sometimes you need to focus on what you cannot see until that manifests for you. Until that becomes a material for you. We all know of the terrible things. We all know and we're all working to make the world better. We're all working to succeed. We're all working for change. At the same time, give yourself a break and really focus on faith, whatever that may be for you. Focus on what you cannot see and bring it in. Negative wisdom from Santa Monica. But back to mentorship. Don't you find, honey, that when we were growing up especially, did you find in most of our textbooks, we always read about apprenticeships and journeymen and mentors (laughs) Right. Well, to be fair, to be fair, I would generally, I'm a big fan of the author Herman Hess or Hessa or whatever. And yes, he would, because that was where he came from. He was writing his books in like 19, oh, whatever, 1910, 1920. And yes, he would, he would describe this kind of natural ebb and flow, certainly of the working class of becoming an apprentice, becoming a journeyman and traveling around and actually journeying. And then settling down in a town and becoming a master. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, that's what, I mean, I wasn't a reader of Herman Hess, but that was in my psyche the whole time, always searching for a mentor. And growing up, I never really had that. Although, if you do listen to our very first episode, which is actually the trailer, I talk about how the the first and greatest mentor I had was the city of Santa Monica. And I realized after that whole experience, once we left Santa Monica, I realized truly what that was, that it was a mentorship. And I realized that you have to understand that you you will receive mentorship from unlikely places and unlikely sources. It could be a squirrel. You know, no, seriously, like when you look out in nature, sometimes when you're just like, what is going on with the state of the world? If you look at animals, they know what's up. (laughs) They do. They can sense things coming. Right. They just prepare and they don't freak out. They don't hurt each other on purpose. They are the wisest beings, I feel like, just take a look out there as an example of how to be. One of the things I wanted to say regarding mentorship is 
once again, going back, we always heard the words mentors, apprenticeships, leaders, elders, wise counsels, authorities. I just feel like the world has changed in such a way that truly, I mean, you always hear youngsters say, oh, it's a new world. You don't know what it's like. I do believe that we have actually reached that point where the world is like it's never been before. Or at least it's it's come to a changing point that we haven't seen in many, many, many centuries. I'm sure there's always been huge change in climate, obviously. We've gone from ice age to other ages, right? right? So things have, it's constantly changing. The earth is a living being. And of course, it's going to change. I just feel like we're at an ax- axis. Is that the word? Is that a word? I'm, am I saying it right? We're at a, like a tipping point. Okay. We're at like the ed- that the edge of total change once again. So things have never been this way before. There's no one to say, really, let me show you the way because I've I've been here. I feel like everything is uncharted forest and most of the forests have burnt down or are burning down. It's uncharted territory, everything, I feel like. And I'm maybe being overly dramatic because I have been watching so much news and watching so much devastation. Right. But I feel true mentorship now, either you're going to find it in a Santa Monica or I think through friendship. I think friendships, friends are now the new mentors because we're all walking together and we all have different perspectives and we can show each other the one perspective that we have found. And as we walk through life, we can discuss things together and share things together. That's my personal theory that friendship is the new mentor. Now, having said that, I have the last, this past summer, finally found, as, as in regards to work, have found two great mentors. But they were wise enough to, and by the way, way younger than me, but wise enough to totally get what I was trying to say because it's so far out there, it seems like, because no one else was trying to understand what I've been saying about the art of friendship and our whole friendship movement that we're trying to create. Right. Nobody was getting it. Except a couple people, right? And they were phenomenal mentors. They also knew at some point when to let me take the lead again. They showed the way. They gave me some tools and that's it. And then they knew that that's all that they could do because I I was the one really that knew what was up. Yes. And no, absolutely. Absolutely, babe. However, to rewind... I mean, I think you're right in saying certainly the world certainly feels like it's gone through a ton of change and continues to go through a lot of change. It seems like industries are being rewritten and what's being thrown in our face is an awful lot of turmoil and strife for sure. I'm not sure I can agree with the fact that we haven't been here before. We haven't seen it before. I think we're getting hit by a lot of new, but I think every generation goes through an interesting amount of new. And, and that's just what we do. And, and this springs from, you know, the telegraph to the transcontinental railroad. I'm talking strictly in America now, cause well, welcome to my view. And then to telephones and then to being able to get the New York times delivered to your door every day. And then, you know, obviously the internet, bam, was like a big atom bomb, but not unprecedented as far as the rate of change. And then we also look at things like uh, going from horse and buggy to car to supersonic jet. I mean- Going to the moon. There To the moon, yes, exactly. Everybody likes to talk about to the moon. Mars. But, um, you know, and, and certainly the world has seen a ton of change and there's been, and it feels like the rate of change is increasing, but I wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say it was unprecedented. I wouldn't necessarily say that we can't look around and have people who've experienced uh, an interesting amount of change. I think for me, though, the trick is, is certainly with finding mentors, is really understanding that you're not going to find a mentor who's going to be able to do more for you than maybe in one particular subject. Because it's really hard to be an expert in, in all things. Yeah, it's not like we have a village and we can go to the wise person. 
the elder and also the elder who can also see things metaphysically, not just physically. Right. There's no village like that, first of all, which is why we created Be Friendly World. That is definitely part. You know, they always say it takes a village to raise a child. When we had our girls, we're like, where's the village? There's no village. (laughs) That's true. Right? But there was generations back. Right. I mean, the village seems like a bunch of strangers that work together, uh, drawn by money, influenced by money. Sure, there's no village to help raise your kid, but you can hire a nanny. Or you can hire a housekeeper if you can I mean we couldn't afford any of those we right didn't or have you any can, of those or you can buy a book or you can google it oh my god if I hear one more person thankfully I haven't heard that in a while remember we were trying to make friends and right, we met somebody we were, at the, we were at a pumpkin patch and they were racist by the way we found out that same exact day yeah we were at a pumpkin patch Elle was just born and they had just went traveling with their youngest yeah we had babies the same age so we turned to them and we're like, we want to travel too. How do you travel with a baby? How do you get on a plane? How do you change a diaper on a plane? How do you maneuver? What do you do with the car seats? What do you do? Like, how do you get, how do you maneuver? They looked at us. And by the way, they had traveled quite a bit. They looked at us and told us to Google it. So I knew right then and there that was just like how the word busy is the F you word for me. That was the kiss of death. I'm like, okay, these are not friends. Right. Google yourself. Right. And ever. Right. Absolutely. And certainly if someone comes to you for help on anything and, and you have something to offer, case in point, we always say, as soon as we find out somebody's getting married, we're like, designate security. Do it, do it, do it. Um, in the same way that uh, we need to be offering good advice to our, you know, to people who come to us for it. And rather than just say, well, Google it, because what? If they told us the wrong information, would they be liable? I mean, come on. Or they say, I don't know. Well, it it doesn't, nobody knows anything anymore, I feel like. But at least <laughs> please give me your, your, your experience. No one's sharing experiences. Maybe there's, some are on blogs and vlogs. And I guess podcasts now, but we're just sharing our experiences. Right. I guess maybe that's how we started going in this direction. Mm -hmm. But it's either people are afraid to share. Are they afraid to share? Do they not want to share? Or, I mean, what is that? Or they, they give advice that is trying to be super aggressive, making you follow a certain way. So it's either advice that's not solicited. Right. Or, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you should Google it. Like we couldn't Google. I mean, to tell you to Google it, I mean, they all knew you were like a major computer guy, a major programmer. So I obviously wouldn't then know how to Google it. Mr. EFF, you know, what is that? Electronic uh, Frontier Foundation, I think. So let me Google that. I'll get back to you. Oh, my God. But do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, you have computer written all over you. Dang. Telling us, you do. <laughs> Telling us to like Google something. I just about, I don't know. I think if there were bottles of glass, I, I probably my instinct would have been to like pick stuff up and break stuff. Right. But there were nothing but like beautiful plants and pumpkins around. And don't forget about the hedge maze or the straw straw bale maze. We kind of got off track. So yes, we're we talking did. About <laughs> But yeah, no, we're talking about mentors. We're talking about when someone comes to you for advice, when somebody, uh, you know, when you feel like you're in a position where you could offer some some good advice to somebody. But don't you feel like we're always looking for the elder? Because I'll just speak for myself from now on, because every time I say something, you totally disagree with me. But growing up, I didn't have any of that. Right. The parents didn't, the aunts didn't, you know, no relatives did. Mm -hmm. There were no grandparents around for me. Right. I was on my own, on your own kid. So looking around for a mentor, once in a while I found some people that I looked up to and I learned from, i.e. my first photography teacher in high school. Mm -hmm. And talk about feet of clay. Boy, did he disappoint me in the end. 
boy did I realize oh my god he is no mentor and he's not a friend he's not even a fan Dough. I just came across that kind of thing all the time so it was sad for me because I was always looking for the mentor out there right I did find pearls of wisdom here and there but never from the same person it would be a 30 second thing here a five second thing there here and there and I just managed to collect all the good stuff in my spirit in my heart Mm -hmm. and carry on with that right i was always looking for the mentor right no 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 absolutely not realizing the whole time actually i was being guided by the most amazing mentor but it was not normal who can say a city is your mentor i can santa monica i love you (laughs) oh by the way do you know where feet of clay even comes from it's biblical isn't it (gasps) It is biblical. Why don't you explain? It's like Old Testamenty. It's like from the book of Daniel, which is just wacky because that's like super Old Testament. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's phenomenal, and it it comes from a dream where the king sees a big giant statue, and it's magnificent in this way, it's magnificent in that way, it's magnificent in the other way, and he looks down at the feet, and the feet are made of clay. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a powerful imagery. It's kind of ubiquitous, which is why we're just kind of using the term, like almost expecting people to to have heard it. There's been a number of different books written named Feet of Clay. But anyways, that's that's besides the point. I always think about it like you look up to someone, like let's say Sensei Chicken Legs. Looked up to him. He was great, but my God, he fell and cracked. And that's just it. I think we have a big issue in today's world. I think I think we're we're trying we're our expectations for our mentors might be too big, too heavy, impossible for somebody really to live under. And I like to think now of people who I would admire, who I'd listen to, who I'd want to who I would want to mentor, let's say me. I would want them to mentor me in the areas that they're phenomenally strong. Not, I'm not seeking to be just like this person. And that's, again, part of, I think, my initial fallacy with trying to find a mentor. It's not about Sensei Chicken Legs when he is not teaching Aikido and not teaching his personal, um, the, the philosophies of, the philosophies as related to Aikido. Because he was really good at that. He was... He was personable, he was comedic, he was friendly, he was open to talk. Until I came along. Well, anyways. He turned turned into a jackass, like on the mat, remember? <laughs> Darren was like, what's going on with, I won't say his name, chicken legs. <laughs> oh dear. Why is he doing that to Fawn? Like he was full out sparring with me all of a sudden with rage because... I won't get into it. I mean, there were several things that were happening, but he brought his personal stuff onto the mat. Right. Well, he also kind of broke the mentor-mentee relationship with you, though. He sure did, and I called him on it and destroyed and, his ego, I'm sure. And again, that's that can, that can be problematic because we have a hard time when we find out that the people we admire are merely human which was kind of a drag. So I, I really try hard not to hold people to be perfect in all ways. I agree. This is why I like to turn to animals. And I have, can I give you one of the examples I, that has been with me forever now? It's been, I don't know, like 20 something years. I was doing a, a project in India. I was in Northern India, New Delhi. Oh my God, you could not cross the street. I didn't, I never still, I don't understand how to cross the street properly. The honking of the horns, I didn't understand until I left what that really meant. <laughs> it's just everybody was honking their horns, just laying, laying, leaning on that horn. Me, 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 me. And the lanes didn't make sense to me. I'm like, right. which way is the, the traffic? Head? It was like chaos. Right. And in the midst of that, there were these cows walking around. This is New <laughs> Delhi, like the most congested area, like very, very filled with bikes and motorbikes and cars and rickshaws and, and the, the cows. 
But here's the thing. The cars wouldn't stop for you. Right. A pedestrian, who cares? No way. It was, it was, I mean, looking back, it's comedy, but it was really scary. So trying to cross the street and I'm paying attention to as much as I can. No, none of these cars could give a, a, they don't care. They're just going. Everyone's going in different directions. And by the way, the honking on the horns was like, oh, here, you can go. You can go ahead. Instead of like here when we honk the horn, it's like, hey, what what the hell are you doing? Stop. Right? <laughs> right. It's quite the opposite. It was, I think they were trying to say, go ahead, friend. Please, you go ahead. Go ahead, friend. But it was like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> anyway, and everybody's moving really fast. The people are moving fast. Everybody's moving fast except for the cows. And I swear I had... And I had a friend with me that was that was with me, and we noticed it at the same time. Oh my God, these cows, they know what's going on. That is who we need to be. We need to be the cow. Because the cow was not bothered by the loud sounds and the beeping of the horns or people yelling. It just had a look on its face like, oh, I couldn't care less. And walked as slowly as it wanted to, and everybody the the seas parted for the cow. So we were like, "Oh my God, we have to be like the cow. Don't let it bother you. Like keep going, no matter whatever falls off and things break and stuff is just swirling around you. Chaos. Just move through it with your own rhythm. You know, with that cool look upon your face, like." Okay, I'm here. I am. I couldn't care less about your drama. Moving right ahead, moving right along. Anyway, that's a mentor right there. The cow. <laughs> I'm telling you. Be the cow. Oh dear. Yeah, no, hard to argue for sure. For sure. And babies. If you look at babies, they're the greatest mentors. They're like, they come in as ambassadors of love. And as parents, I feel like it's, it's my job. I'm like their spiritual and physical bodyguard. What are, what are those guys that leaders have around them? Like the president would have around secret them. Secret service. I am secret service for our children because I'm always on guard. Right. I'm always looking. Right. I'm ready to jump in. I'm not a helicopter mom, but I'm. Why are you laughing? Because. Do you think I'm a helicopter mom? I think I'm a helicopter dad, so. I don't think so. All right. Oh my God. I hope not. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying that life can definitely take away that ambassador of love ship. And so it's my job to protect them. Right. No, absolutely. But if you look at babies, they're the best mentors. They know what's up. You know, you don't, it's. They work with a vibration. You can say anything. You can read. Remember, I used to read bedtime stories for Elle, but I was reading from the journals of Bruce Lee, and he was talking about strikes and the way of everything, and she would be lulled to sleep, but I was reading about martial arts and stuff. Well, yeah, but in <laughs> but a certain it's, it's voice. It's the tone. It's the tone. But that's what I'm talking about. They understand really what's going on. They understand... When you're saying some messed up shit, I'm sorry, messed up, messed up stuff, <laughs> even in a soothing voice, they will feel the disturbance. But if you're talking about some stuff, but in a loving, um, funny way, and they get that too, they, they can go straight to the heart of a situation. Yes, but... Uh, here's where I disagree with her. Um, yes, but see, I would argue that babies really remind us to be grounded. A baby is in full Popeye mode. I am what I am. You know, a baby is what it is. Life is simple. And it, 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 it holds to that. It owns that because maybe it doesn't know another way. Maybe. It, yeah. Because theoretically, it doesn't know any other way. It doesn't judge. And that. Yes, exactly. So a baby doesn't judge. A baby doesn't, uh, you know, a baby is very much, we can see almost the entirety of a baby's, like, um, ambitions, dreams, pains, and all the rest of it. You know, am I hungry? Am I 
thirsty am I? Do I do I have a diaper? Um, you know, do I have a dirty diaper? Do I need to poop? Do I do I do I? There's there's a very much a finite list, and that brings comfort to the parent because we know it can only be one of a dozen things that's really going on. I would look at Elle looking at her hands and her arms, mm-hmm. and I could see she was thinking, "What is this? Huh? Oh well." Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes. It wasn't. Like, there's no judgment. Like, this could be an arm. Is it attached to me? I don't know. Hmm. I think the whole world is attached to me. Hmm. You know, like, just... Yes. Everything is non-judgmental. You're right. You're absolutely right. However, I think, at least I think for me personally, when I go to find, when I have a good mentor, you know, they are definitely going to, you know, if I make some huge blunder... They're going to find a way to guide me into seeing that for myself. And I don't know how, how exactly a baby does that. That's all. Well, you can't look at it like that. You can't say, okay, the baby's going to teach me the laws of arithmetic or geometry on a paper level. But on a spiritual level, I don't know. Maybe it was the breastfeeding. I don't know. But I felt like this, this connection. Yeah, no, like, no, no, I felt absolutely. like they were teaching me from the get-go. The baby certainly grounds you. The baby certainly connects you to something outside of yourself. No question. I just felt like we were both looking at the world like, what is this? You know? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. And I completely get that, too. Did you have any mentors that helped you out? See, I would have mentors come in and come out uh, throughout my quote-unquote youth. And then uh, in the programming world, yeah, there was one. He was a phenomenal developer, absolutely brilliant. He led our team. He was always had time for me, uh, always willing to communicate what he had done. And the stuff he wrote was just brilliant. Are you talking about Obi-Wan, the one you called Obi-Wan? Yeah, that would be the one. Ugh. If now, I were to see him, he has oh my God, I don't anger know. issues, and he, he did me some dirt. He sure did. He did me and dirt And his later. wife was a big jerk. But anyways, to me. but that's just it. This is why we have to see people one dimensionally. But now in my youth, I would have people come in and come out very quickly, impart some wisdom and move on. And I think a lot of that had to come from the fact that I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want anybody to tell me anything. I mean, I had, I had, I had some interesting anger issues when I were a lad. Um, I was very not understanding of society and my role in it. So I, I very much chafed against that because I kind of hit this moment in time somewhere around uh, entering high school where it didn't feel like I fit in. Now, I know everybody feels, you know, I know a lot of people feel that way and that, that has a lot to deal with what we go through as adolescents. And I don't know if mine was better or worse than others, but, you know, I didn't have the capacity to hear anybody tell me that even guide me gently into a place where I could I could admit I was wrong about anything. I mean, I was I was a real yeah, I was a real a hole. But anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, and then in college, I had one or two people come along and pass on some key points of wisdom that I think I needed at that time. And then as I got older, I became more accepting of really trying to understand the world as opposed to trying to fight it. I was trying to, I was trying to harmonize with it like you would do in Aikido. So what is it growing up that we all always heard mentor, 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 but we never found any, you didn't really have grandparents either that were your mentors or showed you the way constantly, consistently. Right. Well, right? I had, I had one, <laughs> I had a, I had a grandfather on my father's side, but he passed I think reasonably, uh, he passed relatively uh, early in my life. And we had a grandmother we would visit every summer, but she was very cold and distant. So, yeah. I'm just saying you didn't grow up with a figure of any kind that was a mentor. Like it was always in and out. Yes. Yeah, I I wouldn't argue with that. Now, I did have an uncle who could have. We were certainly on similar wavelengths. I just don't think, again, he passed when I think I was younger than it would have been good. 
but he could have been a mentor to me. But yeah, I'm not talking about could have been, should have been. I'm talking about was there. True. Concrete. Yes, yes or no. Correct. So no. No. Me neither. No. Right. And I'm sure this is not the case for everybody out there listening. But I, I, hope I, it's I not sure. The case. I would love to hear stories of mentors that helped you out because I think hearing your stories will help me out and whatever you have in your stories, I can relate to in some way and help have it help me. Right. I think we need to share our stories of mentorships, like how I share Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important for us to do. And going back to friendship. I mean, we need to navigate together right now because we are at, is the word precipice? Can you define precipice for me? We're on the precipice. See, a precipice to me is like a cliff edge. Yeah. So we can fall over it. We can. Or figure it out. Yes. And like figure out another way. Right. I feel like we're at a precipice of an extraordinary world or one that will just keep being bad. Right, and I think uh, a lot of it comes down to how selfish we're all, we all want to be. And think, how we choose to view the world. Do we view the world as um, if you get ahead, you're taking something away from me? Or if you get ahead, then we all get ahead. But that's the whole point of our the movement we're creating is cooperation. You know, the, the package that I put together to go to corporations with and reteaching everybody in general, not just corporations, but reteaching people how to play games that are cooperative. It's not a dog eat dog world. It's not me and mine. It is let's figure this out together and let's figure out a way to achieve this one goal. Right. Let's like I said, let's navigate this together. Yes, no, absolutely. And so I'm just making a call out there for what can we call it? A mentor that's a friend. Friends, we are mentors for one another as we navigate these uncharted areas together, as we figure things out together, as we heal together. Give and take. You need to listen to me. I've been hurt for centuries. My generations have been hurt for generations and generations. Listen to me. Listen to my pain. Talk about what your experiences are. So listen, talk talk listen back and forth and i think we've just gotten to a point where i hear water what's happening somebody's awake the kids are up so we're at um, i just lost my mind what was i saying i was saying we're at a point oh my god mother brain is here i totally blanked out were you listening to me? Well, they're making strange noises, so it's drawing my attention too. But what you were talking about is we need to listen more. We need oh, to oh, we need oh, to listen oh, more, and then wait. we talk. I got we it. Need, and I'm going to forget uh, it this again. This is for you. I'm going to forget it. All right. I'm starting to forget it again. Oh, I just forgot it again. Gosh, I think here it is. That there's so much pain now in the world. There is so much going on, and everybody has so much pain on all sides. And everybody wants to express their pain right now. And what we need to practice right now is patience and taking turns. Right? Once again, taking a cue from nature, we have a bird feeder out there. And we're watching all these birds throughout the day. They take turns. And they're so polite. They take turns, take a few seeds, leave, then the next one comes. It's like a line, right? It's totally like if a conga we, line. We, I think we just need to have patience and know when to listen and know when our time to talk is until everybody's had their turn. Right, yes. And we need to have faith that our time to speak is coming. Right. But no one can be heard. No one can hear until their pain is soothed. Right. And, and there's an awful lot of pain out there. And everybody has high levels of pain right now. But we still need to exercise that that knowing of w when to really be quiet and listen. And like you said, know that your time is coming to to express what you're feeling. So, but, you know, that for me is one part of friendship for, and mentorship. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's kind of always been the key to me behind friendship is the give and take. And there are times where you take and times you give. You can't give all the time. You can't take all the time. 
So there always has to be a balance, you know. There's a there's a saying, you know, God has given us two ears and only one mouth because we should, probably should be talking about half as often as we listen. Did you get that from Mr. Kim? No, I did not. That's an old saying. Is it? It is. <laughs> but I mean, I think you're right. I think friendship does help us with mentoring. Helps us become good mentors as long as we're not trapped in this one-dimensional sense of mentorship where I'm the alpha dog and you all are the beta dogs. Yeah, it, it's not like that anymore. Well, I think some friendships are that way. No, I mean but mentorships. But we, we have to recognize that friendships, well, I'm back to friendships, but that friendships need to have, need to go through these, should go through these cavortations where you know, all of a sudden I'm talking with so-and-so and, and the subject of, you know, what, what to do with my car that just broke down. You know, I talked to a mechanic friend, boom. And maybe the mechanic friend asked me about real estate purchasing information. So boom, it's, it's about things you know versus things you don't. Uh, and, and really coming to it from a viewpoint of, I'm going to offer you advice and I'm going to give you my best advice because you're my friend and I love you. And then I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to insist that you see the world the way I see it. I'm just going to love you and, and I'm going to, you know, support the decisions you make. I think everything needs to, everything is on a level playing ground right now. There is no one higher than another person with the amount of information that's out there right now, with the amount of choices we have to make right now, with the amount of things that we have to learn quickly right now i think it's impossible to be learning everything at the same time this short period of time where we need to make major shifts and for us to fan out and have one friend have this one bit that they discovered and i share the bits that i discovered and we all get together as a collective i think that's the key right now let's forget about having the one true blue best friend forever right now we all need to come together and share whatever we're learning so we can get by and create a better situation on all levels. Right. And I, I won't argue that at all other than I'm not going to forget my one true blue friend. I'm not saying. I know you're not, but I just, you know, welcome to the world of how I parse sentences, right? Uh, and I know you're not saying that. I just wanted to emphasize that point. But you're right. I think... Uh, at this point in time, it's it's certainly necessary, necessary for us to seek wisdom anywhere that it exists. And it could be in the smallest things, like take this podcast, for example. I couldn't, it was the smallest thing that was tripping me up from actually launching our podcast. Everything was done. Every single thing aside from the font on our art, you know, the picture of us. Mm-hmm. The font was not right. For some reason, I could not get it to be sharp. I couldn't figure it out. And I got upset. I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. And everybody else was like, no, it's not sharp enough. You know, you need to fix that. And I was like, well, I guess we'll never launch this thing because I can't figure this out. I'm a photographer. <laughs> I'm very good photoshopping. I'm very, you know, I've been doing it for decades. I couldn't figure it out. It took Holly to come in, and I think she did it in 30 seconds, because she's like, why don't you just text me the image? I texted her, and then le next thing I know, there's another text saying, check your email. <laughs> and wow, there it was, the perfect font. It was sharp. She moved it around. I don't know how she made it sharp like that, but I was able to launch our podcast thanks to Holly. Right, which is a whole other point. Because, and that's a kind of mentorship I'm talking about. Right. But that's a whole, t in my mind, that's a whole other thing where someone who's not, they're emotionally connected to you, but they're not emotionally connected to what you're doing right now. So they're able to come into it objectively, offer in this case results, but sometimes it's the objective opinion. You know, you get, people get caught up in, but I love her and that's good. You should love if you're loving somebody and all your friends are like, she's not good for you, it can be hard to hear. But they perhaps can see things clearer. So it doesn't have to be so hard, is what I'm saying. 
that's why friendship is so important. Friendship, friends as mentors, to be treated as mentors is so important because we're able to help each other right now. Right. More than ever before. Right. So that's it. Okay. It's fair enough. I know that you wanted to go through and talk about certain mentors that have remained mentors. And you brought up Bruce Lee. I'm like, I don't think he had feet of clay. Bruce Lee was like, perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's certainly challenging to dig up dirt on him, is my guess. Why do we have to dig up dirt? I know. I mean, if you're going to have feet of clay, it, it shatters and it's shattered before you. You don't have to go digging it up. If you have to go digging it up, that's just ridiculous. Truth. Truth. But it's just... But like these are we can't hold in my my big thing with mentors and the thing I can't uh, that I have to hold on to whenever I think of anybody who's mentored me is the fact that they mentored me for this thing or this series of things. This wasn't somebody I wanted to model my existence after, or maybe it was. But ultimately speaking, you still have to be you. You still have to own your own inner Popeye. So you are who you are, and you're this bundle of inconsistencies, no doubt. But there are certain attributes or elements of others that you want to bring into yourself. And that's, and that's, that's the state of the world. There is so much information. There's so much change. Right. One person cannot be it. It's impossible right now. I think maybe generations ago, that was the case in the village. Things were... Smaller. Yeah. No. How would you explain that? Yeah. No. No argument I mean, there. I I hate the term information age. The age of the internet. Things are just much bigger. Things certainly seem much bigger for sure, and and it does seem like we have to be experts on everything now. Right. And that's because we can't just look at one person and say, oh, okay, then I can I can trust this person, or this person won't steer me wrong, which really sucks. Perfect case in point when when um. Uh, we got my wife's engagement ring. You have to know the four C's. And it's like, oh my God, it's practically a crash course on, you know, gems. Cut, clarity, carrot, and something. Probably quality or something. I don't know. And we were brainwashed until this is what you have to get. Who needs a diamond? <gasps> I mean, seriously. Just getting so wrapped up in minutia. Wrapped up in the wedding. Rather than the marriage. Wrapped up in who... We'll get what to eat at the ceremony. Taking away the joy of the ceremony. <laughs> right? No, no, definitely true. Anyway, but that's another topic. We're, oh, yeah. we're, we're getting off track. How do we wrap this up? How do you end a conversation like this? I don't know. I think the trick is the conversation doesn't end. It's all about continuing to listen. It's all about taking the opportunity, even if you end up sounding foolish, even if the other person thinks you're crazy. If you know stuff about stuff, you need to offer that up. You really need to say it, period, end of story. But don't, I mean... I mean, not like as it as it ends, but if you've been through something that you're uh, seeing uh, someone close to you start to go through, you you need to offer your opinion, and then you and then honestly, you have to let it all go. Offer help, and it's offer not your just help. about opinions. You're right. Point. Help. Point. You know, Holly, without me asking, knew that she could just fix the fonts just like that. Whereas I was sitting there struggling over it for days (laughs) just help i remember someone you knew in santa monica i was coming home with big bags of groceries and of course we had to park a million miles away and walk home i had so many heavy bags i was carrying and he was just standing there arms free looking at me like hey do you need some help what i got so angry that i said no i don't And I walked, like, I could barely walk. It was like I was inching with all these bags Mm -hmm. that were so heavy. Why are you asking me if I need help? I need help. I'm like barely five feet tall. You're 6'4". How how tall was he? He wasn't that tall. Whatever. He was a man with muscles. Well, he had two free hands. Let's stop there. (laughs) I mean, for goodness sake. You see somebody. Seriously? 
help me with the bags. You know where I live. You know where the door is. You're like 30 feet away from the door. Anyway, I'm getting really upset for no reason. And she's going to be upset with me. No, I'm not. He was not a friend. <laughs> and that and that's the truth. He was a boss. He was... Meaning not like a boss, but like he was he, he was, was in charge of me. Ugh, terrible. Yeah, I'm so glad you're away from that. Amen. That, what an inconsiderate person on all levels. Anyway, can I say that? I'm really sorry. I don't, I don't mean to talk poorly about other people. Anyway, so that's it. The conversation always needs to keep going. All conversations, right? Yes. Um, I would love it if you all would share stories of mentors that helped you out. Mentors that perhaps are unconventional like mine was. Yeah, I'd love to hear how you met the mentors. Yeah, and, and how those mentors helped you. I'd like to carry on this show, actually. Like, maybe we can do a series of what mentorship is for real. I do have a request. We need people to please leave reviews on iTunes for us. So if you go to our website, there is a link that will take you to all the different links. Go to www.befriendlyworld.com. We do have an Instagram, befriendlyworld is our handle. Please keep in touch and drop us little notes here and there, okay? Absolutely. And by the way, you don't have to listen to absolutely every single podcast we've ever put out. If you just like this one, say you like this one. Goodness. Rock on. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you next time. Indeed. Okay. I'm going to go see what the kids are doing. Oh, dear. What are they up to? All right. So, anything else you want to add? Bye-bye. Okay. I hope we were recording. We were recording, right? Okay. All right. Talk to you later, folks. Bye. See you later. Bye-bye.